Welcome to the Challenge Chronicles. I'm Devin Jordan. I'm with Trace Armstrong and Rob McIntyre. We are here to do a recap on the Challenge Rider Dies, Season 38, Episode 16. We wanted to give a few patron shout-outs before we get started. Thank you for your support, Nicole, Diane, Tan Huakio, and Humpty Dumpty, the real uh, patron saint of the show. Uh, Where everything falls apart on a regular basis. <laughs> <laughs> If you would like to become a patron, you can go to patreon.com slash the challenge chronicles and subscribe for $4 per month. After this episode, we plan to record an episode on a look back at the prop bets that we made before season 38, see how our predictions are holding up and kind of giving a, a recap of that. Before we get into the recap for episode 16, what did the two of you think of it overall? I enjoyed it. It was solid. You know, it was good. Yeah, I thought it was good. It wasn't quite to the level of some of the last episodes before the final of a couple of the other seasons, where I think that's been the most interesting episode, typically, uh, for a couple of seasons running. So it wasn't on that point, but I still thought it was very good. It was all right. Uh, I thought the mission was good. I thought the elimination was good. And I thought that they were on the border of actually showing us some content that didn't have to do with relationships, <laughs> gameplay, and existential moments sad but right when they started to show us that content they took the foot off the gas and just fucking let the car die (laughs) so let's get into the recap for episode 16 everyone gets back to the house johnny says that there's five teams left and he talks about how somehow to this point in the game he hasn't been perceived as that big of a threat and that was kind of his game plan coming into the season was to maintain a low profile And he's done that to this point. Jordan and Anissa talk about the elimination that they just went through. And they're one of the toughest teams to beat in elimination. Anissa says that this is a redemption season for her. And that she's been doing the challenge for 20 years. And it would be nice to finally win one. And she talks about how she's happy to have Jordan as a partner. And then we randomly get Olivia, her take on the situation in this scene. Where she says that she's happy to see them back in the game, but her and Horacio are unstoppable. Is this where we get the Horacio and Olivia winners at it going into the final of se- oh, episode God. 17 and 18? I don't see I, I that don't happening. So. I thought this was so I thought, I thought this was so odd just because Olivia had just put them into elimination against Chauncey and Amber, who she seemed to have some sort of agreement with. So she's like happy to see them back, but you were the one who like put them in elimination. You'd think. Yeah, but I mean, at the same time, it's just to the point where there's so few people in the house that I think all these people probably have relationships with each other. Yeah, there's something about being together for nine weeks that creates a Stockholm Syndrome type situation, I think, by this point. How do you think that Olivia will do in a final? Because I think I'm of the belief that she's just going to gas out and she has no idea what she's getting into. That opinion is mine. You've been pretty... Even pretty skeptical for it throughout the season. I feel like I've been a little bit higher on her. I think, I think uh, it's just I hard should, to I say. Shouldn't say that. Too great on the mini final. I think that she's a fine competitor. I think she's a good player. I just don't think that she's going to do well in the final. I I just think most rookies, unless if they're with tied to a CT or Wes or Jordan type partner, it's going to be a lot going into the final. So you don't think Amber B did well in a final when she was a rookie? 
I said she, when she, I have to, unless you're tied to CT or Jordan or Wes or Johnny or somebody. Like unless you're unless you're tied to one of those players. Like I think she was helped out a lot by having CT. Uh, she was helped out a lot by CT, CT, but I think CT was helped out a, out a lot by having Amber B. I mean, yeah. there were definitely instances there where sure, she contributed more in certain aspects than CT yeah. did. Amber's biggest asset in that final was it was so much long distance running followed by a slow, small checkpoint. And their lead was so large because she could run. And so, like, it was an asset in that final. Whereas, like, Spies, Lies, and Allies, I think she would have performed more poorly because it was more like long checkpoints and a little bit of distance running in between each checkpoint. Speaking of assets, yeah, I just think from a... go ahead. Sorry, I was just gonna say I just think from a pacing perspective, with the two rookies like that, I don't know if they're really gonna know how to judge how to extend their effort through the final. Yeah, I don't think they're gonna do well. I I think it's and we talked about this last week, or at least I had mentioned it that I think it's gonna be a tough road to hoe for them. And I think yeah. that there's just a lot that yeah. just even being in one final before it gives you from an experience perspective that not only physically, you know what to expect, but I think mentally you also know what to expect. Yeah. And based on the trailer, this is going to be a, a very interesting final. We can talk about that now. So we found out that the final for episode 17 and 18 is going to be 100 hours I personally could give a shit if they do something like that. Like, I don't know what that means. It's four days. But like, okay, how much of it are they sleeping? How much are they actively participating? Well, I'm sure they're going to sleep. You you can't keep these people up for three nights. Like that's, that's negligent. (laughs) Well, well, that's kind of my point. Like it can be over a hundred hours. All right, great. Like the NBA finals is over a week and a half. Like it's just, that doesn't mean anything. I mean, to say it's over 100 now because I don't know to what to what degree and for how long they're actually expending effort during the 100 hours. I would imagine the world's one final for 100 hours. I would imagine that they do the final for the day and they sleep at night, and there may be some type of situation where some people are giving given better sleeping arrangements based off of their performance throughout certain points in time. Mm -hmm. But based off of the length of the final, I almost wonder if they're even going to do that because if someone draws the short end of the stick for a few days in a row and isn't able to sleep, I don't think that's going to be a good situation that they want to be in. Now, if anything, I think that this final format will play into the top two teams we've been predicting would be the top two teams this whole time. I still think well, it's, it's even like Johnny. even like the yacht breaks they get like on All Stars three. Like I think that they can just chill for part of it too. I still think it's going to be Johnny and Nani that win. Rob, you've you've said that you think it's going to be Tori and Devin. I just don't see it. Um, they definitely yeah. could win, but I just think it's unlikely based off of what we've seen so far. I think I've and I've I, been in Devin's or uh, Rob's camp the whole time. I think it's going to be Tori and Devin as well, and it's mostly because. They don't have to beat bananas. They have to beat Nani. Yeah, I yeah, just think I that think... they have much more in the tank. What do you mean? I think that Nani could probably potentially beat both of them in a final. I don't agree at all. Nani, I, I she's thrown a couple of games. Nani was by far the worst person in the final for uh, Spies, Lies, and Allies. Like she held Leroy up the entire time. Or not Spies, yeah, Lies, and Allies, double agents, excuse me. Yeah, but we've seen that Nani, like, 
I would say physically is in a different condition this season than she has been in seasons past. And I think Devin, I mean, all, all all we've seen from Devin is he's a fucking train wreck when it comes to endurance. Like, have we ever seen that Devin I, is good? He was fine in Spies, Lies, and Allies. He was not, when, when, like, when great, they, but he was in a better place. Like, I think, they, I don't they even think. the endurance mission this season. Which ones? The They've one, only won the one, one mission. Back between the puzzles. Well, not even just winning a mission. They were better than them in the puzzle mission. They had run back and forth of the puzzles. Johnny and Nani were the last place team. I don't think they were they trying. They weren't, they weren't even trying to win. Trying to win. Come on. Well, but then how can we say we've seen, she's shown better there's no fucking ins- like, There's no fucking incentive for them to win on a lot of these. That was literally well, their whole plan whole, better whole season. All right, let's talk about something else, dude. <laughs> you want to you bet money on this? How much you want to bet? Yeah, I'll happily bet you. What kind of odds are you going to give me? Tony Devin win. What kind of odds are you going to give me? Well, you just said you think they win. Well, so well, how many? How much odds would you want? You said you think they. You said you think they win. I said I think Tori and Devin win. All right, Mariah. And I Devin would say it's about as close to. I will say this though: between Devin and Tori and Johnny and Nani, it's basically a pick 'em. Like I don't think that there's going to be great odds either way because if you told me either one of those teams won, I'd go. Of course, I see zero chance that Jordan and I don't see Anissa finishing this final. There is. Literally zero <laughs> chance that she makes it four days. She's just not going to make what it. Kind of, oh, what odds would you want, Devin? Um, Pac, while I think about it. Okay. Talk about Anissa. Well, I also think I think Anissa probably DQ and yeah, I think that. I think the best odds is like uh, it it's probably what minus four hundred that Anissa doesn't finish a four day final. Minus 400 is tough, but yeah, this is just... All right, I'll give you minus 350 that that Anissa does not finish this final. (laughs) It's just hard to see her lasting that long. It's 100 hours. I can't imagine her lasting through two days, much less four. Like, I think Horatio and Olivia are like 50-50 to quit. I think they'll finish, but they're not going to be impressive. That's honestly kind of why it's a little bit disappointing that Fessy and Mariah went home, because I think that that would have made the final much more competitive because right now it's a two-team race. Mm-hmm. It's going to be Johnny and Nani, or it's yeah. going to be Devin and Tori. And we, uh, if Fessy and Mariah would have been in the final, would they have been the favorites? I still mm. think Tori and Devin. I just I would have leaned them. I've been there, so there why do you, the whole season. Yeah, why I think, think I would. I would think they would be competitive, but I don't know that Fessy and Mariah win because they've shown all season that they can work well together in short bursts. But long term, Fessy's just going to yell at her. And over four days, I could imagine her motivation to win for him is going to drop significantly if they were in it. So why do you think Tori and Devon are such clear favorites? Well, I think Tori's but the best of the woman I would have by a decent margin. That's honestly, and in pair finals, that's a huge determining factor. It's just which of the who has the best girl between everybody. Um, and then I between with Mariah, we haven't seen her do a final before. I, I would I would think that they're definitely in the ballpark. It wouldn't be a surprise. I'm surprised at all to see them win. Um, Devin also has talked about, and maybe I'm just falling prey to his, you know, uh, chicanery here. But in the final last season, part of why he didn't put a full effort in the la- or like he seemed to be so bad in the last leg was he realized that they just weren't going to outrun Tori and Kyle or Casey and CT. So he would just was plan with just take his time and make sure that he nails the entire code uh, for the safe coming up, which is why he looked a little bit slower on the run at the end. So I, 
And he's he honestly like his endurance hasn't always been bad. He's shown times in the past where it's been fine. I think in the two in the two many final events this season, he's actually looked pretty good endurance wise. We haven't seen any coming into play at all so far this season. So uh, with, with if you look at the weaknesses of everybody on the table, where Fessy has yet to perform to any high level in a final, Mariah wish just a question mark. We don't know. Uh, Bananas and Nani, I just have not been impressed with Nani at all over the past couple seasons. I've always been pretty skeptical. She's been able to fully like fully complete and do well in a final if it's run equitably. And so I, I would just lean Tori and Devin. Obviously, there's also the thing that we talk about where just these finals suck, so maybe the final just sucks. But I think if it's even at all, I think Tori and Devin should win. Yeah, before you I mean, jump back so- in, Devin, I think the other thing to keep in mind with this is there's the Fresh Meat 2 anomaly. Somehow Landon drug Carly across that finish line and beat Kenny and Laurel. I mean, did anybody really think that Landon was that big of a Superman to pull Carly across that finish line and fresh me too. And then on the other piece of this, if Nani can't win this final with banana, she's never winning like ever. It's not going to happen. This is her last chance for a win. I mean, it just seems like every fucking episode we get how this is Nani's season. Johnny's here to help out Nani. Like, I don't know if we'd be getting it to this degree if they don't actually win. Well, like, I, think and I mean, could, and, and, the at the same side. time, there's, there's no fucking winners at it in the challenge. It doesn't exist. Like, and, but I don't know. It, it just seems like that's the way this, this season is shaping up. And I would be surprised if it doesn't happen. Sure. And I think you could also make the flip side to your argument, which is they're showing you all that content so that when they lose, it's like you really feel for Nani that she lost again. So I could see it both sides of that coin. But why would I also think it's her mom season? dying? Good. Well, I think with her mom dying, they really centered on that. It's a pretty central storyline. Her and Kate's relationship has been a pretty prominent storyline. I, the I get, we guys actually haven't gotten as much of like. I mean, Tori's done a lot of seasons now and hasn't gotten to win. She's been a very good, I think, a much better competitor than Nani throughout her challenge career. Um, so it, it is somewhat interesting. I guess we haven't gotten that played as much. It just, and also feel, I mean, Bananas has been pretty hidden though throughout this time. The only storyline he's had is like helping out Nani really. Like he's gotten got more yeah he's gotten more like screen time about, this episode like he, than he has in three i feel like you could say that about devin too i really don't think devin's been that present in the storyline this season everything in the story has been so sad yeah but he hasn't even gotten sad content no he hasn't gotten much sad content i mean may, yeah may, I, that that would be the one thing I, I i do agree with you that it seems like they've been really rallying around brands and not like man not not only fun getting going i just wonder if again based on her mom dying and then her relationship with casey and just the, just just the stuff they choose to cir- circle around here where everything has been such downer content that i just wonder if that's the way they've leaned from an overall product standpoint and it's not playing into as much as going to it so when we look at the confessional counts to this point in the season, do I guess who who would you the two of you guess cumulatively over the course of the season has the most confessionals? I would say it's either Tori or Devin I think I had at this Tori point. Down for the most. I know. I think it's, it might have been Jordan actually. It's Jordan by a pretty significant margin. It's Jordan yeah. then Fessy. So Jordan has 117. Fessy has 112. Tori has 109. Bananas has 105. Olivia has 96, Horacio has 94, and then it's Devin Wow, 89. Yeah, he hadn't been getting much. Uh, Jordan, the past couple weeks, had really spiked for confessions. He'd been having like a couple I think of it's because they've made his and Tori's relationship the central storyline of the season. Like, it's like the one story that won't die this season. So that's why he has the that. And then he's also got the I'm going to get Anissa her win story. So, like, 
the two central story plots are around him. So I think, I don't think they're winning. I think it's absurd to think that he and Anissa are going to win based on that. Yeah. Devin's actually pretty low in fantasy points too. Like he's behind Amber. He's behind Anissa. He's behind Nelson still. And since they're all has, go ahead, has to be first in fantasy points, right? Tori's first, Jordan's second. How? How many, how many eliminations has Jordan won? He's had he lost one race. Two He's or three? Two, is it two or three? Been... I think it's only two. It's only two because Anissa did the one solo when she was on the other team. Mm. I don't think Anissa won an elimination. He he beat Laurel and Jack. Oh, that's right. Yeah, well, she, it was only the one with no, no, Jordan. He was saying he was saying on the he, he was saying Anissa won an individual one, which I, I don't think she kidding. did. You're he, right. You're right. She didn't. No, she didn't. He, they beat Laurel and Jack early on in the season. He beat he lost to Horacio and then beat Casey and Kenny. I think it's just two. But doesn't he get points yeah. for going into elimination? You don't get points just for going in. I thought you said that at one point in time. No, that'd be moronic. You get points for getting voted in? No way. <laughs> no, I definitely thought you said that at one point. I could I see, mean, though, how Tori's number one. If she's in the top three of confessionals and like whenever they show her on screen she's cried a lot this season which gets you points she's involved in fights which gets you points she's in politics which gets you points like when they show her on screen it's not usually useless content yeah so i don't know between devin being buried i wouldn't say being buried in the edit but just not being as pronounced as some other characters and the fact that i don't think i've ever seen any evidence that Devin is good from an endurance perspective. I don't think it's very cut cut and dry that they're the favorites mm. going into this final. I, You've I talked think me that's... into it because now they've also shown the bananas West phone call, which we'll get to. And they did the opposite version and West won all stars three. Okay. You're talking me into it. Because at this point in time, Johnny has close to well, 20 more confessionals well, than Devin does. All right. Um, Let's get back to the recap. We pretty much just started. Let's start flying through this. Mariah and Bananas are stretching. Uh, Bananas is kind of like helping her stretch her ass out. Fessy brings up uh, off to the side as they start to show Bananas uh, running around the house and working out. Fessy brings up in a conversation with Jordan that Bananas has not been in an elimination this season one time. And they talk about how uh, crazy that he's here after winning seven champions and sliding his way to the end of the game. And then they kind of cut in content from Devin where he talks about how... I don't think he's actually he's... there for this conversation, right? No, no not at all. Johnny's talking a... to Mariah no. across the yard. They try and cut yeah. in Devin to make it look like he's also part of the conversation with Fessy and Jordan, but he's clearly not there. Yeah, And... Devin talks about how he's going to try and get bananas out at all costs if Tori and give if Tori and him get power, which you know doesn't he happen. into it. Surprise, surprise. Uh, the next scene after that, and I think they completely fucking ruin this scene, is they start with Tori and Devin pretending to have a spa day, and I got excited because I was like, okay. We could actually get something funny here. We could get something that's not a complete downer. This is the characters just fucking around in the house and having a good time. And they show it for like two seconds before they immediately cut to game talk where 
Tori is asking Devin who he thinks that they should, what they should do with the votes if they get power this episode. And they do have like a couple quick seconds where Devin is like eating chocolate and he's putting cucumbers over his eyes and Tori calls Devin Dave, but it, they could have made this so much more. And I think that they, they they just didn't. I didn't mind, at least to me, like we're close to the end of the game. To me, knowing where everybody's at at the house is something I want to know about. Like I'm not opposed to that. I, I consider this much better than like, I get what you were saying. I was hoping it'd be a bit more, you know, let, let the moment breathe a bit more too. But at least it wasn't like, oh, what's what's the depressing story back from back home that they're trying to overcome this week? All they do this fucking episode is talk about where each other are with who wants to go in. You know, like you could like cut some of that other stuff out and let this go a little bit longer. I guess I, I get what you're saying. I just think with where we're at in the game, it makes some sense that they'd want to focus on the game, but. No, it doesn't make any fucking sense to me because all they do this episode is focus on it. That's all they like. Literally, we're gonna we're gonna t- go through this recap, and there's gonna be like five or six other scenes where Tori and Devin talk about, oh, what should we do? Oh, we have power now. Do we throw Fessy in? Do we throw bana- bananas in? And it's just this constant like back or forth that they fill this ninety minute time slot up with. All right. Mariah and Fessy talk. Mariah says that they need to win tomorrow so that they can can come back and relax and be in the final without having any possibility of going into the last elimination. Fessy says that they're probably going to go into elimination if they don't win the next challenge. And Mariah thinks that if Tori and Devin win, they're going to go into elimination because Devin doesn't want to see them in the final, which she's right. Mm -hmm. Uh, Tori says that, and then we get a random piece of content here from Tori where she talks about how Fessy barely talks in the house, which I think is interesting. In the next scene, Olivia talks about how it would make sense to throw someone else into elimination beside Olivia and Horacio because they're rookies and who wouldn't want to see them in elimination. And we get this narrative from Horacio here that comes up multiple times from him in this episode where he talks about how Johnny hasn't been into elimination yet. And the fair thing to do would be to send Johnny into elimination before the final. And I don't know what fucking fantasy land Orasio uh, lives in where fair and right comes into play, but he's on the wrong show. If he thinks that's what's going to happen. Uh, yeah. Whenever I hear fair thing come up on the challenge, I'm like, okay, bro, go play tiddlywinks. Like this is not yeah, what we're like, in this for. This um, is the same logic as someone on Reddit that said they should have thrown in Horacio so that he had a chance to break the single season elimination record. I'm like, who gives a fuck about a single season elimination record? I want to win a million dollars. I, I think Horacio's fine. I think Horacio's fine letting that one. I saw that, that post and I was like, you must be 12 because anyone with a rational thought in their head would not say that. Wes's record is way more impressive because of the number of opportunities that he had to go into elimination that season. That season mm-hmm. was what, 10 episodes long? Oh, yeah. And, and he went in six this of them. One's 16, you know? I think it's. Like, 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 what are... And he also had to go in against all three of his friends, which made it worse. He had to send all three of his friends home. Like, what Rossi has been certainly impressive, but there's been so many freaking eliminations this season. Like, I mean, come on. There's so many of them. In the next scene, Johnny talks about uh, this moment right here. Like, what happens in this mission is what the season comes down to. He talks with Nani about how it's a miracle that they've made it this far unscathed. And he hopes that 
he's the only one in the house that's noticed that he hasn't gone to an elimination yet. I really, well, no, I guess that doesn't make sense. In the last scene or in the last moments before the mission, Olivia says that she thinks that they'll be the direct vote if they don't win, which I don't fucking get. They literally just showed her talking about how uh, it would make sense to throw someone else into elimination and yeah. not to rookie. So I don't really get Who knows when it's coming? Maybe they maybe there's new professionals around here. It's not was my thought. But like, why did they even add it in? It just, it just doesn't just make sense filling with filling time. Just in. That's all we're doing is filling time in this episode with this. That's all it is. Because it just feels like we shouldn't need to do that though. Yeah. Because I mean, we all know they all the competitors are acting as if this is the last mission and elimination before the final. They're all making that assumption. So in that case, who do you want to take to the final with you? You want to take the rookie team and you want to take Anissa's team. So really, you're just down to two choices. We get the mission. It's called Frozen Senseless. Uh, I did like how they showed TJ having more personality uh, when he's explaining the rules to them and having a conversation than they normally do. And I think that they should do more of that. And I think this kind of goes along with overall what I've thought about the show recently is that I think it's possible if not likely that tj the cast members everyone involved is giving good content and it's they've decided to show content that's just largely worthless we learned here that olivia is from alaska which i thought was interesting and i liked this mission i thought the format was good i thought this was something that would be good to have right before a final everyone goes at once has a, a variety of different skills and I think overall uh, was very, very enjoyable to watch. What did the two of you think? There was no half as long needed here. It was exactly the right amount of time and it did exactly what it needed to do. And I was all in favor of all that content there. I liked it. Everyone going at once. Thank God. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's just Um, way more enjoyable. Do either of you guys take cold showers right fast? Yes. I've also been to like, um, wow, this is going to sound really awful. Uh, there is like an Asian spa that's in Atlanta that I've been to. That's really nice. And they have like one of those big ice baths you can get in. I do cold showers every morning now. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's funny because we... just when this came up, I just didn't think it was like that bad. People do this all the time. It is. Filler cl- Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no go yeah. Ahead. Okay. Okay. It is bad, though, if you're in there trying to concentrate like that's the key to it. Like if you're just in there for muscle recovery and body health, like you can kind of stomach it. But if you're trying to like talk about something intelligently, your brain does not function in that type of cold. So that's to me what made that difficult. We get a bunch of filler content while the mission goes on. Mariah says that. Fessy is giving her too much information at a time. Johnny says it's difficult to communicate while you're in the ice. Mariah says that if she wins, she wants to buy a house and help her mom out. Arasio talks about how his communication with Olivia is great. And Johnny talks about how sometimes him and Nani can be on the complete opposite ends of of the spectrum with their communication. Tori and Devin win. Fessy and Mariah looked like they weren't even close. It looked like they barely had any pieces on the board for where they should be. Johnny says that, but before we leave the the mission, Johnny talks about, and this is kind of a narrative that we get throughout the rest of the episode, is Johnny talks about how he's resolved a lot of the issues he's had with Devin 
And at this point, he's working with Devin. And we go back to the house and get a conversation between Johnny and Wes. And I think that they do a much better job with this on All-Stars 3 than they do here, where we really don't even hear that much of the conversation. We kind of hear them talk about gameplay a little bit. And I do think it was funny where Johnny talks about how he needs to get in the mind of Devin and to be able to get in the mind of a scumbag. He needs to talk with the biggest scumbag of all time. And then they show Wes's face and in the Chiron just show scumbag. Yeah, the Chiron. Uh, so good. I thought that that was really good. There was scumbag, uh, internationally renowned genius. There was one related to his dog. I forget what it exactly was. That was funny. I don't. I don't. I actually think I preferred this one over the Yellow Star Street conversation. I thought the Yellow Star, both of them are really chopped up, which you don't like. Just in that they didn't really just show us the clear conversation. They just added around it a ton. But I, I, the the Chiron's got me laughing more so than Johnny's antics on the All Star Street call. Yeah, the All-Stars 3 call seemed like it was more antics. This one, we actually got a piece of the conversation where Wes was like, yeah, you've been working with Devin, but Devin always has an angle. He's always working both sides. Like he gave, like he basically confirmed and helped Johnny feel like what he was feeling was actually valid in the course of the game. And so I really appreciated that they showed that conversation from that perspective. They actually gave us some valid political content and not just shenanigans. Didn't they show us there? Didn't they uh, have a Chiron at the beginning that said Johnny's best friend or something like that <laughs> when they showed West too? Wasn't that the initial one? <laughs> they did. Probably. Um, uh, the, the other thing I thought was, I mean, what's my preferred Devin went over Johnny probably, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like he, he wanted Johnny to get another championship added to the ledger um, versus Devin, who I know was like at his wedding, as opposed to one of his very good friends. Like I thought, I thought that was interesting with the All Stars three call too, because I thought from Johnny's perspective he might prefer Derek to win over West, and now I, I was thinking he'd prefer um, Devin over Johnny in this situation. So I thought that angle was interesting. I don't know. I don't think Wes really cares. I think what Wes wants is as dumb as it sounds, just based on his interviews and stuff he's done. He just wants the Challenge franchise to be successful and interesting, and so. He thinks of the show like a producer. So I think he he treats it as what can I do to give the most the best content? And I think that's what his goal was in that call is to like stir the water between Johnny and Devin a little further to sow some seeds of uh, doubt. I agree. I think this for is for me, honestly, moment. one of the most interesting think, things about this season. I think this is a TV moment. I, I think that's what what it was in All Stars three. I think that's what it is now, and I wouldn't be surprised if we continue to yeah. get these moments going forward. For me, honestly, one of the most interesting things about the season has been how angry Johnny's been at the show. If you've listened to him, both just just from his Twitter account or from him talking on his podcast and like clubs you've heard from that, it just seems like he's been very upset with how the show has portrayed things to this point. Uh, to me, that's is. been about as interesting as anything going on on TV. So does that mean he's winning? I don't know. I, I think, don't know if that means he's winning. I think the way there's probably three things at play here. And I kind of talked about this a little on discord. Number one, Johnny bananas has a giant ass ego and he thinks the show should be built around him if he's on it. So since it's not, he's pissed. So there's number one, number two, 
if he wins, he's like, you're not showing any of my content that shows how I won. You're just, you know, giving me random ass confessionals that add nothing to the show. So there's number two. And then number three, he takes a pay cut to go on the show. Unless he wins, he takes a pay cut. So he's probably looking at it as I came back to this show and I did all of my usual antics. I was stirring the pot. I was playing pranks and they don't show one minute of that content. So what was the point of you guys having me on the show and me taking an appearance fee pay cut to show up? Like he, get, like in this episode, we get okay. John and Devin have had this bromance for this whole season, but like that hasn't really been shown at all. Honestly, mm-hmm. the most significant interaction was back, like when, the second episode while back when they came when back. Johnny was like Devin. Well, not even that, but like after that, we had Johnny get, accusing Devin of like playing all sides of the house when he wasn't up for elimination that one week, where he was upset yeah. about that, and then a different week where Devin seemed to be trying to convince Nelson to put him into elimination. So that that's, yeah, we we've, we've we haven't seen any of them actually working together, really. We've gotten more evidence to the counter of them working together than we have gotten evidence of them working together. We've had more and, counter to the yeah. evidence that Devin is not working with bananas. We have not really, I, I really feel like from the edit that they did show from bananas viewpoint is he just assumed they were working together. Yeah, I think he thought that they were working together, but at the same time, he knows that Devin is going to play every side. Mm-hmm. And that, that's pretty much what he talks about this, in this conversation with Wes he talks about how Devin has simultaneously accused people in the house of playing both sides while he plays every side in the house. Johnny talks about how he's in a full-blown relationship with Devin. They show content of them throughout the season. We get into deliberation. Tori and Devin need to decide who they will throw directly into the elimination while the remaining three competitors go into the draw. Tori says that everyone is up for grabs except Anissa and Jordan. And that Fessy and Mariah are a much bigger threat than Johnny and Nani. Whereas Devin believes that Johnny and Nani are the ones that should go into elimination. I almost wonder how much of this is just for TV and that he plays the other side to give them some type of content and parody and make it not seem like it's a completely straightforward vote. I I was thinking to that to some degree as well. I, I could see it both ways, but I think it was more along the lines of Devin did have a concern of, hey, Johnny's won this seven times. And are we going to do because he just got back from Spies, Lies and Allies where he let CT skate all the way through the final as well. So he probably had in the back of his mind, "Am am I about to screw myself again by not throwing the most experienced competitor in? Can you imagine doing that twice in a row? Like he. CT doesn't go CT doesn't go in one time and then Johnny doesn't go in one time and you have a chance to put him don't put him in and he still ends up going in but it was out of chance more so than your direct influence yeah and they win both times if if Johnny wins this season you know like I don't know how you can like sleep with yourself on that you know because <laughs> Rob like how many how many times have West Johnny or CT won the last X number of seasons. Like, what is it? Also, somebody what, put what this up we, recently. They've been on, let's say. Yeah. Since um, in here's you, an interesting stat for you more than anything. Since Battle of the X's two, 
there is only one season where either Jordan, Bananas, Wes, or CT didn't win, and that was Turbo. What about uh, Hunter Nashley? Uh, oh, that's right. Hunter Nashley. So there's two seasons. And then Vendetta is like Carl wins, but there's no guy who does. Maybe but... that was the, maybe that was the, but maybe that was yeah. the crux of it was it was like Kara, Kara and the four of them. And then you just had Hunter and Ashley as anomalies. So it's been a lot. I mean, so, cause like, yeah, yeah the seasons they've been on. So it says one, two, three, four, five. Uh, it's been the past, been the past five since World of Worlds two because CT enjoyed one World of Worlds two. Mm-hmm. Then um, Johnny wins Total Madness. Uh, CT wins Double Agents. CT wins Spies and Allies. West wins All Stars three. Johnny wins last season. I mean, it's been a lot. It's pretty wild. And yet, no one takes a shot at them. And it's up. That's part of their Jedi mind trick. So weird. Part of their Jedi mind trick. They somehow trick these people. The only time that they almost did it was double agents where they were throwing Wes and CT in week one. And it worked against them because it was a female elimination week, which I don't, <laughs> I don't doubt for a second. The producers went, Oh fuck that shit. It's a female elimination week. Screw that. <laughs> um, well, they throw Wes in again, but they kind of forget about CT. They just let him hang around. Yeah. I think and that's I think what happened it, with Johnny this season too. Yeah. They just forget. Well, I think that, yeah, I think, I think part of it too is with his team's twist. They just kind of didn't know what to do with him. I also think with him being paired with Nani, they view his threat level as somewhat diminished. Yeah. Well, he was also like on the winning side of like every team side, wasn't he for the men? Yeah. They had, there was, they had the one shot to put him in when they put in uh, Fessy instead. Where their whole mission was like, let's keep Chauncey around. And see, I think when that was also Devin wanted to build up a relationship with Amber B. Yeah, and that was also Bananas Jedi mind trick though, because he's underperformed, quote unquote, this year. And Fessy sticks out compared to him in terms of performance. Like he had the whole cast believing that Fessy was the best male on the cast. There's really no. Who, who would you be more concerned about here, Fessy and Mariah or Johnny and Nani? Fessy and Mariah, not even close. I, I agree. Uh, I'd agree. Yeah, I, I, I get I get where it just seems crazy for Johnny not to go in again. But I, I I very much understand why Tori and Devin thought Fessy and Mariah would be a bigger threat. You just had months of time to take a shot at Johnny. You know, you had plenty of time to take a shot at him and figure something out. And instead, you're throwing in, like, who are the, some of the bums that have gone home? Instead, you're taking shots at, you know, Well, uh, it's, the worst one Johnny was Nelson putting it in. No, 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 no. The worst because he the worst one was by far when N- Nelson puts an Amber and Chauncey when Giant and Nani are sitting right there. Right, that was the worst one. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I would want to talk to him, understand what happened there. Maybe, they, maybe he has like he gets five percent of Johnny's winnings if Johnny went the season. But like, I, I don't understand what happened there because it didn't seem like they were working together either, right? And it seemed like Amber B and Chauncey no. had a relationship with Nelson too. That's why it didn't really make much sense. It's not, it's not like Amber B has any other allies. Like she has like kind of relationship with Michelle. That seemed to be about it. All right. We start the interrogation. Arasio comes in. Uh... Actually, who comes in? I don't know. Oh, or, well, this is before... Ah, screw it. We don't even need to 
talk about that. We don't need to talk about all this. Let's so, just go we're gonna, really let, let's just fly through this really fast. So Orasio and Olivia talk about how they think they're going to be approached by Anissa and Jordan uh, to work with each other, to save each other in the draw, if they go into the draw, because it seems like that's going to be the most likely outcome. We get into the interrogation. Olivia and Orasio come in and she says that she hopes that their decision to save Tori and Devin last episode when they were in the draw would pay off now. And Orasio says that they would save Anissa and Jordan if they were in the draw with them. Anissa and Jordan come in and Devin asked their advice on who they should throw in between Nani and Johnny and Fessy and Mariah. Jordan says that the one thing that would hold him up is that Johnny has not said his name the entire season and that they're kind of like in the same room and have some type of relationship with each other. Fessy and Mariah come in. Devin says that they think it's going. Uh, Tori says that she thinks that the direct vote has to be Fessy and Mariah. Fessy says that they've done seasons together. Uh, I think he said that he's done four seasons together with Tori and he's never said her name. And we find out later he brings up that he's done three seasons with Devin and he's also not said Devin's name, which I think is honestly kind of a compelling argument, right? Between it's seven seasons between the both of them, he's never worked against them, which I I yeah. think I would probably have a lot of weight to, but I still think the right vote is them. Yeah. Johnny and Nani come in. Nani says that uh, they would save Anissa and Jordan if they were in the draw. And Johnny says, talks about how uh, he came into the game willing to put everything uh, aside when it comes to his differences with Devin and work together. And he brings up uh, that he told Wes he was in a, in a relationship with Devin. After that, Tori says Devin confuses her and Devin says he still might want to put Johnny and Nani into elimination. We get a night out where nothing happens. Tori and Devin talk about what they want to do. Anissa and Olivia talk. They kind of build the narrative around what's going to happen in the draw. If one of them pulls the safe dagger, Fessy and Devin talk. Devin talks about how uh, Johnny skating to the final and Devin brings up that he, I thought that this was kind of interesting. He he brought up that he almost said that the reason he can't assure Fessy's safety is because of Tori. Uh, he didn't directly say that, but I thought he kind of indirectly said said that. And I'm surprised more wasn't made of that. Um, well, he, he said that Tori's top priority is keeping Anissa and Jordan safe. Someone intimated to me that he wants Fessy to guarantee he'll save them in the draw, which we never saw if that happened or not. After the night out, Johnny talks about how he had a premonition or he brings up a premonition that he had that before the season started or early on in the season, he thought that Devin was going to wait for the right time to strike in the game and make a big move against them. And he tells Nani that he tells Nani about this. And Nani says that she's going to mentally prepare like they're going in, which regardless, she probably should, because even if they're not the direct vote, it's more than likely that they're going to be in elimination one way or the other because the other two teams will protect each other in the dagger draw. And the last scene that we get before elimination, Fessy and Mariah talk. Fessy says that they're most likely to go in and they just need to be prepared. We get to elimination. Devin and Tori send in Fessy and Mariah. It just felt like it was going to be that 
pretty much the entire episode. Devin says that he thinks that Fessy and Mariah are the strongest team left. And Fessy says it's frustrating because he's never said either of their names at any point in time. We get to the dagger draw. Johnny knows that if they don't pick the right dagger, they're going in. I thought it was interesting that they picked first, but at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. They don't pick the correct one. Horacio and Olivia pick the safe dagger and Horacio in some ass backwards way delivers <laughs> that Anissa and Jordan are safe. And the way that he stated the message made it seem like he was going to send them in. Olivia looked shocked for a moment until he finished his sentence of what he actually meant. And did he mean to pump fake there? No, I don't think he did. I think it just like came out that way naturally. I, I at first I was like, what what the hell, what is he doing? Like I I got I, I was taken aback for a second before I realized like what what he actually said. Nani, uh, I don't know. Let, let's just get to the elimination. It's called Bridget. I thought this was a great elimination. Phenomenal. Elimination. I thought this was a good yeah. matchup. Fessy really didn't seem like he could. He couldn't get past a certain point. It didn't seem like he had the coordination uh, to make it happen. Johnny and Nani win pretty easily. It doesn't seem like Mariah made it very far at all. Nani talked about how she's been pretty much she's done stuff like that, not stuff like this her whole life, but she's been in positions that have kind of helped her do well in this mission from being a gymnast and being a cheerleader. Johnny's the first person to finish the elimination and she he has to wait until Nani is able to make it up to the top for them to win. Nani presses the button once she makes it up to the top. TJ, they show TJ with a, a little bit more personality here. He cheers on Nani too, talks about how impressive it was. And... Fessy and Mariah go home. Johnny and Nani win. And TJ lets them know that it is finally time for them to go to the final. And that's the end of the episode. How how long would it have taken Fessy and Mariah to complete this? Do you think that Fessy is capable of completing I, this? I, I, no. I don't know if he would have ever been able to do it. I don't I think don't he could he have do either. This is, a, this is the perfect example of why I think someone the size of a Wes or a Johnny Bananas has a better shot at the show. Because when they do stuff like this, if you're tall or bulky, it's just hard to control your body weight. And that's really what this boiled down to for Fessy is he's, what, 6'3", something like that. He's, you know broad shouldered he's got muscles and so to control your body and make those small movements is a lot harder and then you've got bananas who's like 510 you know reasonably well built lean muscle like this is the kind of stuff where you want to be that size like fessy's great for hall brawl fessy's great for pole wrestle you get into stuff like this like i don't even know that ct could have done this yeah i think ct would have had issues he's just too big yeah and he's shorter than Fessy. Like he's he's my height. Like he CT and I are the same height. So, how much do you think bananas weighs? I would have said one ninety something. One ninety something. Okay. Yeah, he's five eleven. Lean muscle. You think he's five eleven? I don't know if he's that tall. He might be five ten. He's, he's he's taller than you think he is, but he's not that tall. He's definitely like five ten ish, five eleven. I think most people have said he's between 5'9 and 5'10. I might go a little bit lighter than that. 
like it, it, he, his weight does fluctuate season by season. I don't know. I think he's got a quite at this point in time. I think he has quite a bit of weight on him. At other points in time, yeah, okay. definitely he may have been lighter, but he he definitely looks a little bit heavier here. And that's just age, not heavy man. in a bad way. Yeah, he's just old. So, did the two of you enjoy this elimination? Yeah, yeah, I thought it was very good. I did. It didn't seem like at a certain point we kind of we knew the way the cookie was going to crumble. It just didn't seem like Cassie and Ryan were getting anywhere. So in some, I thought it was really well designed elimination, but just with how the matchup was, I I guess I might have preferred something where it would have been a little bit more even. I don't think what that would be because anything physical, I don't think it. I think it would have not been even the other way. Um, but I, I yeah, I still thought it was very interesting to watch. At least it was a good matchup. After Fessy and Mariah lose, Fessy says that he's proud of Mariah. Johnny talks about uh, losing Mariah. And her going home. Mariah starts to cry. She says she hopes Johnny wins. And she also says before they leave in a confessional that Fessy is actually a good guy when it comes down to it. And Nani brings up that this is the third elimination she's won this season, which I thought was interesting. Who are the previous two against Rob? Uh, she beat Mariah and she beat Amber, right? No, Amber. No, it wasn't Amber. Um, she beat Nerese, didn't? No, she beat Amber. It's beat been her. so damn long. Who knows? <laughs> it's in the individuals. All right, let's did, figure did this she, out. Did she win three? I know she beat Mariah. How often does that happen where somebody beats the same person elimination twice? Yeah, it may have been twice. To be honest. Has to be uh, redemption seasons, which there ain't many of those. So this thing is so fucking long at this point. <laughs> I think Paulie and Natalie lost to Devon and Jose twice. So she beats Mariah twice. And did she won, win one like really early on? I only see two. To well, be well, no, because John didn't go in. Yeah, I don't I know. She, she beat three. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, she beats. Nani beats Mariah, and then Nani beats with Johnny here, Fessy Mariah. I don't see another one on this list. She, she must have just misspoken. I could always think that in my head. Like, I just don't swear. There was, there was only two. It is only two. Maybe there was a third. Maybe there was a third that uh, wasn't shown. <laughs> Uh, what would that have been? I don't know. Maybe it was something that happened really on early in the game when they had to throw everything out the window and almost did like a clean restart. Maybe, uh, maybe they beat um, Jordan and Anissa and Darrell and Veronica and something to determine who got to go in the house first. Possible. Yeah, like some rock paper scissors competition. Well, I think uh, Darrell and Veronica were late additions because they were supposed to be a different team besides them. So it might have been they just weren't there yet. <laughs> All right. Okay. We, we should probably get moving here because I do have to. Yeah. Thank you for listening, everyone. We'll be back next week with a recap of episode 17, the first episode of the final. If you want to become a patron, go to patreon.com slash the challenge chronicle. Subscribe for $4 per month. We're going to talk about our prop bets and go over our predictions from the start of the season we're doing. Thanks for listening. Have a great weekend. Talk to you again soon.